I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, I'm with Emily and with Gareth. Good morning, morning live from Edinburgh. We are. We say that as if it's something really spectacular. Like you never <laughs> see anything or hear anything that's from a different city or whatever. But anyway, and yeah, so we are. And if you want to text to us, I mean, oh, sorry. I was talking, but it's fine. It's all about you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad we've established that early. <laughs> yeah, if you want to text us about anything, this is actually all about the listeners. Oh, okay, okay. You can text us on 8 12 15. I say 8 12 15. Let me hear you say 8 12 15. Everybody say! 8, 12, Shouldn't 15. it be oh one three one eight twelve fifteen? No. Oh, that's going to confuse them. Oh, no, oh. no. And Tom Rigglesworth is our guest today. Tom Rigglesworth is up here with his one-man show that we all went and saw last night. Well, Gareth didn't go, because, Gareth, you're up here doing your own show. Yeah. Yeah, my show was on at the same time. So, yeah, yeah I didn't go. No. <laughs> that's what happened. No. I noticed that. <laughs> yes. Can't be at two places at once. No. Um, yeah, I'm doing my own show, Stand Up Between Songs. It was good last night. I went to see it. I don't like the sound of it was good last night, though. No, That's but we had a text in already, it? Frank, on 8.12.15. If you someone, no, but if you someone said to you about their relationship and they said, oh, yeah, my, my, our relationship, was, it was good last night, <laughs> you'd think, oh... So oh, I, I consider that a great review of that. Okay, I in one of my relationships. That. Well, the thing is, the audience is different every night, so it's different every day. And um, I'm always the same. Really? But um, the audience changes. Maybe I should change slightly as well. Oh, that's good. Don't commit to anything too early. So we've had a text. Yeah, we've had a text text in from Hamish T in Edinburgh. I'm not being rude, but he sounds made up. Have you sent this in? Because Um, that doesn't sound like Hamish from Edinburgh. You can't get... You can't... Not just anyone can get a Gmail account. Okay. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Just saying that I've just got home from seeing Gareth at the Fringe. Me and my dad thought you were fantastic. I was the son of the Belgian fish man. Oh, not the preacher man. Oh, no. oh yeah, Belgian fishman. No, that would have been then. a great Dusty Springfield track. The son <laughs> of the Belgian fishman. <laughs> oh yes, it was. Yes, it was. I imagine there'd be a bit of chocolate involved. Oh yeah, just the Belgiques. I um, love it. So Frank, why are you up here? Well, I am slightly in disgrace. I'll be honest with you, because um, I was going to do a show up here, a sort of a chat show thing. Yeah. And then I don't want to go into too much detail because I'll end up, you know, moaning. Yeah. But um, there was, uh, it looked like it might not happen properly as we discussed. Mm. And in the end, I, uh, I, I, pulled pull out? Out. I pulled out. And I feel bad. I, I feel bad. Don't feel bad. I feel bad about pulling out of anything. And I mean, I'm a Catholic. Even oh, so. Oh, even Max so. I, I, did, I did what that bloke on the American uh, aeroplane did. I, <laughs> I, I'm afraid I, I took the slide. <laughs> I took the safety slide. Steve I removed Slater. all sharp objects, but I took the slide. No, I, I'm, obviously, I'm slightly... I was walking around in Edinburgh. When I first got arrived in Edinburgh, yeah. I thought everyone's looking at me thinking, well, you've got a nerve turning up after you pulled out that show. Like Adolf Eichmann walking around Tel Aviv <laughs> in the 50s. That's what I felt like. I did. I walked around with you yesterday and you did have that feeling of you were looking for snipers. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's fine. I, I, I think you unease. did the right thing. I have a terrible unease. That's what I have. If you want to text and abuse me about that, you can tell us at 8.12.15. So Amish T, I presume, is invented. Hamish T. No, I remember him and his dad being there very well. It was one of the quieter shows, but they were a oh. lovely audience. 
One of the less less good nights. I, would, I wouldn't say it was less good because oh. Hamish was there. His dad, the Belgian fishman, was. He was one of those people who talked to the audience, and you go, oh, "What do you do?" You go, "Oh, I couldn't tell you. I'll have to kill you." Oh, one of those. No, now we really have to know what you do. And he goes, "Oh yeah, I work for the fisheries in Belgium." Well, he did all the fishery stuff in the EU. It's quite interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I suppose you got all your not funny. You got all your fishing industry <laughs> material. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was reeled that. all that out. I say reel. I say reel. Yeah, no, I say reeled all that out. Good. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I wish I'd been there that much. But I will. I will. I wish you'd been there. Yeah. Yeah, I could have reeled. That's good. I know a bit about. Just going to write that down. Godgen. That's what I know about. Oh yeah, all three faders with one hand. Quite pleased with that. We're in a completely different studio, so all the equipment's different. Yeah. So I'm, hey man, I'm like Rick Waitman on all three keyboards over <laughs> here at the moment, doing the Wives of Henry VIII on ice. Where's your cloak? Where's my clothes? I thought you were going to say. That's always a good thing to say on radio. <laughs> Just throws people first thing in the morning. Um, so I was, uh, I wandered around uh, the streets of Edinburgh. You know, you always get street entertainers. Oh yeah, in especially Edinburgh. yeah. And. Um, I saw a bloke doing keepy-oppy. Did you oh. see him? He had a Brazil shirt on, a Brazil football shirt. Yeah. And he's doing keepy-oppy. Oh, was like, he? Doesn't sound that impressive, but he was on crutches. Wow. And he was doing the keepy-oppy with the crutches. That so is he was, impressive. So That's he, amazing. Yeah. Those crutches, you know, I don't know if there's a technical term, the ones that grip at the forearm. Oh, mm. I know exactly yeah. those. You yeah. see a lot of them in yeah. Edinburgh, actually. They're, they're a drinker's yeah. crutch. <laughs> <laughs> they're people who have just stepped in front of a boss at, like, two o'clock in the morning type of a crutch. Anyway, he was doing that. It struck me, from watching him for a bit, because I was impressed, that he looked quite steady on his legs. Mm. And now I'm thinking, he's not... He's not a disabled person. He's just a person who can do keepy-uppy with crutches. Yeah. I don't know if that's morally acceptable, is it? Oh, right. I see. Because that is in, uh, essentially, that's pretending yeah. to be a disabled person. Well, it's implied, isn't it? Well, if I sat in a wheelchair um, asking for money six feet away, you know, people would think, well, that's a bit bad. Mm. If I had one leg folding under me, say, one of those things. Yeah. What's the difference? Does that mean I can't use the mobility scooter to get around then? Because that's what you seem to be applying, Frank Skinner. I I, I don't know if we've had this debate before, but I've often (laughs) dreamt of using a mobility scooter. And I once brought it up at a a sort of middle-class party, and I was saying, I saw a bloke, and he had... um, he had a chess computer on, on the front of me. You know, you, you get like oh, a yeah. little table at the front of me. Mm. He had a book and a chess computer. I thought, well, look, this bloke's got everything. Yeah. He, had, he had saddlebags at the side. You know, mm. you can, oh man, life is a dream. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously not. The yeah. Fact there's, that you drawbacks. To, there's drawbacks. There's drawbacks. But I, I said to the people at this party, do you think it'd be morally okay if I. Yeah. Got a disability scooter and just just as a practicality, and they they all they poo pooed it. Hmm. Oh God! No, because I think if you haven't got a disability, it just seems like laziness. Yeah, and just like me. I at university used to imagine being pushed around on a trolley just because I didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah, and I, I thought you said I, I at university that. sounded a bit like I Claudia to try and enjoy. <laughs> I comma university. I am reading I Claudius <laughs> at the moment, so maybe that's why he was pushed around. I think on a mobile <laughs> bed. If I remember right, that's where you got the idea from. Have you gone to a, a rag week? <laughs> rag week. They're always pushing beds around the street, aren't they? Oh yeah, they do, don't they? They love a bed through the street. <laughs> oh, God, anyway, never mind about tradition. everyone else. What about me? What yes. about why I'm here? <laughs> right. 
I'm here essentially to make style statements. Right. Um, now, I'm not really... I've followed you two up here, let's be honest, haven't I? But I love it. Um, but I had a bit of an unfortunate journey up here, Frank, um, on the train. Um, well, I was sat in standard class. Oh, yes. my goodness. I know. How could this happen? <laughs> How could anyone let this happen? Well, it's broken Britain again. What can you do? Um, Cutbacks. And there Never was cutbacks. Well, there were some right. nice girls, and they looked my kind of girl. You know, they had nice bag and hair and makeup. And I yeah. thought, oh, they might be friends. We might start talking. <laughs> well, um, as I was on the phone talking to my mother, name dropping wildly, so everyone in the carriage could hear. Yes, I'm going to see Frank. <laughs> yes, I might see Jimmy while I'm up there. Um, suddenly, Frank and Jimmy. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone in Edinburgh is called, <laughs> <laughs> including the women? <laughs> Um, the girl opposite me, I promise this is true, she suddenly leans over, takes my bottle of water, starts drinking it. <gasps> had you already had a swig? Yes. That oh, goodness. is bizarre, isn't it? So I thought, I went like this, and I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> I love saying that. Wow. I'd have said anyway, Mum, um, and I've got the appointment at the herpes clinic. <laughs> <laughs> That's all fixed up. So, well, Mum, well, there's well, a... What was that about, then? Well, I soon found out. I said, um, excuse me. Uh, I think that's my water you've just drunk from. And she said, right, well, I've had a sip now, so... Oh, so it was an accident, was it? No, well, she was implying, oh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. I've had a sip now, so I may as well have it. Oh, I'm glad it got judicial. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting. Well, I, I, more of this, I think, after, after this. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Edinburgh, etc., etc. And you can text us on 81215. Mm. Um, what else? Oh. Yeah. I was. I was stopped by a lady in the street yesterday <gasps> in, in Edinburgh. You know, people always giving you leaflets for shows. Oh, yeah. It's gosh. a very actory type, very n- nice woman. She said, I don't know if you remember, we met at the National Theatre at As You Like It. I said, Ooh. So, um. <laughs> And I think she sensed that I didn't remember, but you can't remember oh. everyone in life. It wasn't any, it wasn't any disrespect. Anyway, she gave me a leaflet for her show, and she said, uh, "This was this was a strap line." She said, um, "Not so much a, it's not so much a play as as a common play." Oh, it doesn't oh, sound very. Oh, I like this. I thought that was clever. <laughs> but some people they just give you a leaflet, and that's that. She had a little line that came with it. A common play. I don't com, understand. Com, com, oh, and come play. and play. Like come as you are. See how many people have wandered on thinking come and play. <laughs> She's suggesting I'm... You know how many? Not One. <laughs> and he's in this studio. <laughs> come and play. So the idea it's a playful, right, enjoyable, so maybe a bit of mm. audience participation. It's about a wolf, the thing. So About what? A wolf. So the thing, I think there's a wolf in it. You shouldn't play and with a wolf. there's a lot of audience participation. Etc, uh, etc. Et anyway, I, I, I enjoyed that, I must say. Oh. I uh, I had a bit of a train experience. No Go one. On. Dra- oh, what happened to the woman who drank oh, your well, water? Did you tell end. her off? Well, um, she, was you <laughs> yeah. she was murdered. She's murdered. Yeah. Um, so she said, "I've had a sip." That's where we left our listeners dangling. Wow. She said, "I said I think that's my water," and she said, "Oh well, I've had a sip now." <gasps> Not even a, a, a sorry. No. So I said, "It is the oh. hardest word, though." I've, if mm. I read that somewhere. Seems to be. <laughs> Or is that sorry? <laughs> you might be sorry. I think that's the hardest word in Gujarati. I find the hardest word is standard for anything in yeah. class, particularly. So I said, um, 
I said, "All oh, right, well, it is my water, though. <laughs> my tone raised a bit. You know, tone got yeah. a bit tougher there. So she said, but I've got one really similar. <laughs> well, that's a bottle of water. They don't look that different from oh, you one don't, another. You don't have some... You didn't have one of those... Um, <laughs> Those, you know those water bottles you see in the cowboy <laughs> films that have got that sort of Indian design around them? I'm talking about North American, Native American people yeah, now. I know. I forgot what you, you're allowed to call them. Native Americans. Native American design. Was it, was it yeah. one of those, like a saddle bottle? <laughs> no, they were just a plate. So in the end, we had there was, there was a bit of a moment. But, you know, by the end of the journey, like a lot of my friendships, it started with a very unpleasant confrontation. Yeah. And, and we became firm friends, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I love her now. Well, look, you were both fully well, hydrated. And that, <laughs> that, mate, that's very important for conversation, generally, <laughs> I think. I remember being stuck in the Gobi Desert, a four-by-four overturn. We were there for a day and a half. <laughs> conversation dried up, as, as, did, as did everything else. And I, I thought then, I thought hydration, that's what you need for a good chat. <laughs> mm. You were about to say something. What was it? I'm always about to say something. Oh. If you think about it, if you think about life in general, you're always about to say something. You are. Except when you die. <laughs> Otherwise, what is the point of, of even bothering to, to go on? I say, <laughs> what's the point of... Here's a track that I chose myself. <laughs> Just, just like machine noises now. Yeah. It? That's Love Amongst Ruin with So Sad. Oh, I know all about that. Yeah, but that's, that's good, that, I think. I've been told I'm not close enough to the microphone. I've just had that note. We had a phone call in. Well, I mean, you know, my nose is against the phone bit. You know, like the phone bit, as I you just, can see. Yeah. Look, I listen, just... this is my nose on it. You hear that? <laughs> I just I mean... said if he gets any closer, it's going to be in his pants. <laughs> it will be. Oh, I thought, I thought he was having a flashback. <laughs> So um, we've had uh, we had an email, quite I, yeah. I thought a good one. Mm. Yes, it's from Nick Doherty. I had to say that you see, or, or Gareth would have just sat looking at me like a, like a, you know when a dog looks at you when you talk to it with a slight tilt of the head. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> um, OMG! I just had one of those stupid Eureka moments. The band, the Doors. Do you think it's a pun on the thing printed on tickets, e.g. Doors 8 p.m. You know, for when the concert starts. I should say that a, a while back someone talked about idiotic eureka yeah. moments. This thing when you suddenly realise after mm. many years, like that sooty and sweep is a pun. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and stuff like that. And you realised about BT in the BT advert yes. character. I did. I own up to that. <laughs> and um, and now this bloke, the doors. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's saying because it says doors eight o'clock on ticket. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know that band carriages. <laughs> do quite a lot of late, quite late gigs. <laughs> so often one o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. And restricted I, I, seating, they do a lot of gigs. No, that's it? never a time next to that. <laughs> that just doesn't work. Oh, okay. Can we, can we edit? Oh, we can't. Live. Live, you say? Well, that's, that's a bit reckless. So, but I don't think it's that clever if it is the Who's reason. talking? I can't see you past the microphone. I'm so <laughs> close to it now. My face is just foam. Ah, oh, it's as if I was dating Miss Piggy, <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing. Poor sign, I know, but with a certain charm. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was uh, I was in Norway a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, regular listeners will know that. And as as I flew back um, with my girlfriend mm. side by side on the aeroplane yeah. in Norway, it's a budget airline. We won't go into it. Um. 
She was reading uh, Psychology Today, which is quite a serious oh, magazine yeah. about... Um, well, obviously, it's about psychology. Yeah. And uh, there was an old thing in there, talk, people talking about the worst advice that they'd ever had. Now, mm. I think we've talked about advice on the show before, but never the worst advice. Oh. Mm. And I think it's quite an interesting topic, because yeah. some people, they love giving advice. And I, I, I'd say perhaps 87% of all advice is bad. <laughs> Would you say that's a fair percentage? Yeah, I know what you mean. I haven't researched that, just well, a gut feeling. it's people that are very keen to give advice that often aren't very good at it, I find. Yes, well, exactly. I mean, par exemple. <laughs> um, my brother, Terry, I remember him saying to me when I was about 14, when you start dating, he said, he assumed I hadn't started. Yeah. He was right. <laughs> he said, when you start dating, he said, on the first date, always be a minimum of an hour late. <laughs> That's what That's he said terrible. to me. He said, honestly, he said, I've, I've <laughs> got, been on the bus, he said, and I've seen, I've, I've, I've arrived, because people then, they arrived for dates on the bus. That's a simple fact. Don't look at me like yeah. that, Emily. <laughs> he said, I've seen a waiting when I've arranged, and I've thought, well, I'll go on two <gasps> or three stops, and then wait and come Terry? back. Terry? So, yeah. oh, I'm glad I never dated Terry, not just because of that, to be honest. But you see, the truth is, I never had the courage to try that advice out, because when I got a date, I was yeah. so excited. No so way could I have waited. I think I was there an hour before. That takes Lane a lot sent. of confidence. Actually, Lane <laughs> sent like a tomcat. Not deliberately, it just emanated from me. <laughs> in a sort of short jet. I wasn't. Well, anyway. So I never tried that out, but... Um, I once got bad advice from a friend. Oh, I was yeah. going out with a guy, and she said... I said, I think the relationship's over. I think we've, oh. you know, it's run its course. And yeah. it got to the stage where, you know, men get snappy because they don't want to chuck you, but they want rid of you. So they just start snapping you over the most ridiculous things. Yeah. And so she said, I said, oh, I've decided I'm going to end the relationship. And she went, oh, don't ever end a relationship. Just, <laughs> what do you mean don't ever end a relationship? She said, no, you just have to, you know, you just have to wait until they do it. It's much less hassle that way. Just hang on in there. Wow. Hang on in there. You have to wait till they do. <laughs> yeah, it's, you must always wait till they I do. I think it. some people have this theory that, as you say, like with some men, they don't want to end it. So they just behave so horribly. Yeah. they figure the other person yeah, that's will true. walk away. Yeah, as men do that, I think. Yeah. Not, I, I don't have experience. It's with sounding that, like yeah. you're some hard guy. Yeah, I do that all the time <laughs> to the ladies. No, I don't do that, but I know people who have. Mm. And it's like, well, you just don't want to be in it. Well, no, <laughs> I I've had bad. My dad gives a lot of advice. Oh, yeah. And um, one thing he used to say constantly um, through my childhood was um, if I showed any interest in girls at all, he would say, oh, girls are poison. Oh. Which, um, I mean, I've never had one. <laughs> I imagine that some parts of them are poison. Yeah. I think you have to, I think you have to take out uh, uh, the, very, the, the, the great bell. Is it called the great bell, or is that something that happened in China in the 17th century? <laughs> Yeah, well, my dad, what about his advice? He said to me once, I remember, he said, always have a, always have a bit of salt in your pocket. <laughs> Half an inch of salt just in the... He said, not in a... In a in just in the pocket, in the pocket itself. He said, if anyone stops you late at night, you think it's going a bit wrong. He said, just make as if you're raising your hand to so just throw salt in the face. That'll stop them in their tracks, yeah. those hoodies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and three men were found in the street well seasoned the other day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, so if you've had any bad advice, do text us on 8.12.15 and uh, we'd love to hear it. I mean love. Yes. This is Frank Skinner. Yes. Absolute.
Radio. Oh, shut up there. <laughs> Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Everyone will think, oh, I don't remember him coming in really late <laughs> at the end like that. Oh, that's, that's a really it's uncanny. good thing. Yeah, it's like that bit at the end of Walk on the Wild Side when that saxophone salad comes in that sounds like Sweep from Sutty and Sleep. <laughs> it sounds like, you can imagine like Sweep's got up Sunday morning going off to play football and someone's parked the car over his drive, he can't get the car <laughs> off and he's shouting at the neighbour is what it sounds like. Don't mention Lou Reed, you know why I'm phobic about him. <laughs> anyway, we've had some uh, texts in Frank on 8.12.15. See, they do reach Edinburgh. Mm. About the worst advice people have ever received. We've had Tom saying, My father once said, if she's going to accuse you of cheating, you might as well go and do it anyway. <laughs> right. This, this That's before the marriage broke up. <laughs> yeah. This father had some additional advice. This is not from Peter Crouch, is it? Well, it could well be. <laughs> he says, this is the same dad. Um, it's disappeared, the email, so I can't read it. Sorry. Okay. Um, um, also, my boss was being uh, really nasty to me and lied about me behind my back to get me fired. My dad told me, just go and knock him out and quit the job. You'll never feel better, son. <laughs> that would be right, actually. Yeah. I love that, Dad. I've never actually knocked someone out, but I hope I don't go to my grave thinking that. <laughs> I think we should all, at least once in life, knock somebody out, don't you? Oh, no. Pull a pigtail, maybe. I've done that. Yeah. Um, Frank and team, my mum used to say... That's when you lived in Pink Peking, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Gareth. Frank and team, my mum used to say, ignore them and they'll go away about the mean kids at school. They never did. It's uh, quite sad. Oh, no, they never did. That's true, actually. But then I was one of the mean kids, so that was good for me. You see, a friend of mine told me that about chlamydia. <laughs> Frank! Uh, oh, my God! And she, and she did go away. <laughs> you remember it, there? She used to live. Big girl. <laughs> so, um, what else? Oh, oh what, what oh. Have, uh, did you see? Uh, the, <laughs> did you see Fabio Capello and the uh, and the David Beckham thing? Oh, I love it. It was just an interview, a casual interview, and yeah. I too did this thing of just making Fabio stand there. They're not <laughs> sitting in a seat. That it would look a bit different. So he's standing there like a bloke at a, like a pensioner at a bus stop. <laughs> And uh, and they said, "What about David Beckham?" And he, and he suddenly went, "Thank you for helping me in the World Cup." I thought, "Has he come in?" <laughs> the the interview is looking round. Oh, hold on, what? Thank you for helping me in the World Cup. No, no, I didn't say. Have you got a message that we could play? It's not hospital radio, Fabio. <laughs> Um, what do you? Th- and he says, "Thank you for helping me in the World Cup." But no, he's too too old. And then he started really <laughs> laughing. But really laughing. Oh, he's he's too old. But and uh, look, it's great that he hadn't told Beckham or anything. He I just, love it. He just spoke about it casually, with no restraint or sensitivity. He's gone slightly mental. I I'm enjoying might... watching the meltdown. There's a hint of. Uh, Slight senility about him. I have yeah. a worry that he's going to be found in North London <laughs> walking around with no trousers on. He's got that kind of scent. But you know, that's not, doesn't make him a bad person. But it's got that it Thank is. you <laughs> for helping me in the world. Yes, you're going to thank David Beckham for his contribution to the England team. Perhaps not just hanging around like a spare part at the worst campaign we've ever been involved in. Also, I worry someone saying, I say thank you for helping me very much, but you're probably a little bit too old. That's kind of how a lot of men break up with me. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't top that. Another woman in the street, actually. Oh, yeah. In Edinburgh. The Edinburgh Festival people. Yeah. 
As I walked past, she offered me a leaflet, and she went, 1950s jazz. <laughs> and I'd, been, I'd gone to reach out for the leaflet, and I withdrew my hand. <laughs> I think that's perfectly acceptable on I hearing the words. I should have smacked her face. I should have knocked her out, looking back. That's my advice. Well, that's what Tom's dad would have suggested. <laughs> I'd have been assaulting me, fuck it. I could have blinded her. <laughs> the, old, the old dads are right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh... We've had some another good, um, really great sort of um, old-fashioned advice from Chris, saying, my nan told me I should have a good stiff drink before I took my driving test <laughs> to calm my nerves. Oh, God. Oh, oh. I love an old nana. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I was going to say, I love a bit of drinking and driving. Can we, can we say it on Absolute Radio? No. We definitely don't. Like we that. don't endorse that at all. Oh, goodness me, no. <laughs> we are talking about how... Um, how men just treat women badly instead of breaking up they just treat them badly until the woman breaks up is and, it just um, men that do that yeah it is it's a really okay. male thing because oh, i've got a whole theory about that i know what that is go on well it's to do with what well, how men men like to be their reputation is very important to them mm. so that's why that's the worst thing that can happen to a man is the idea of people talking about them saying oh he treated me really badly so that's why they do that. But th- We're not no. so bothered about reputation, to be that honest. That doesn't make really sense. Not. So why does he treat them badly, then? Because then what happens is, they'll just think the worst thing that can happen is you d- them be dumping someone. It's better just to think, oh, oh the relationship it? failed, and they want you to think you ended up chucking them. Oh. Don't say, oh, like you've never done it before. Yeah, well, I, anyway. So what does the text <laughs> say, Gareth? Um, Christine from West Hampton said, Hi, I didn't know that about men. My last boyfriend spent three years trying to get rid of me. Thanks for the info. Oh. Now, there's somewhat sinister about the sound. My last boyfriend, who was in a shallow <laughs> grave in an allotment. <laughs> so as he ended, that's what we want to know. Don't, yeah. leave, us, don't leave us hanging yeah, there. Yeah, it says last boyfriend, so I guess that could oh, be... Oh, she's in West Hampstead, though. It's a lovely area. She'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Last boyfriend. Is that some sort of declaration? Yeah. yeah. More details, I think. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Here I am, back at the microphone. Don't panic, anyone. Pop it back in your pants. This is... Don't keep saying that. No, but I'm sorry. But that's that's what they were suggesting. Please, this is not Moylesy. <laughs> Do you think I'm Moylesy? <laughs> so, um, yes, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Emily Gareth, and Tom Rigglesworth is our oh, guest. Oh, we went to see him last yeah, night. Yeah, of course we did, because we like to do our research. So we'll Frank, be, he'll be in shortly. Yes. What was that hilarious thing you were saying last week well, on the podcast? Well, I have to, I have to say, like, oh, in the midweek podcast. Well, some of you may know that we do a thing called Not the Weekend Podcast, yeah. which is a, uh, is a podcast of completely original material yeah. that, that we brings out on Wednesday. Was Very complete, popular with our listeners. Original. Yeah. Well, I'll have to uh, listen to that because I was away last week, wasn't I? So was it really good? I. I Thing arguably, it's my best ever work. Do you remember the um, the time capsules they used to have on Blue Peter? <laughs> and they used to put stuff in. If they ever make a Frank Skinner time capsule, so that if people say in a thousand years' time, yeah. mm. say there's a, some sort of blitz attack on London and they find it tucked under a, a large Victorian building, mm. and they say, Well, what was Frank Skinner all about? I'd be happy if it was just that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Of course, that's a bit hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know, Frank. No, because I had a phone call on Monday. Bear <gasps> in mind, I just pulled out of the Edinburgh show. I felt like a honk of excrement. And then I got um, a phone call from our producer, Emma, saying, guess what? I yeah. said, well, I don't know. I don't know. Guess what? I don't know. Uh, give, uh, give us a clue. And she said, well, the clue is 
Um, I pressed the wrong button when we did the podcast. So it, did she say, I thank you for helping me with podcasts, but now you're getting too old? <laughs> she did. She did. No, no, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> with a big laugh <laughs> so it's gone for it so those of you who tried to download oh. uh, the, the podcast can, can I tell you I mean I honestly think there's a real genuine possibility that yeah. if we'd played it it was so funny that um, I think it could have uh, turned around the uh, post-recession spots <laughs> in this country <laughs> So I was... think it would have invigorated just the spirit <laughs> of the nation to a level. People would have worked that little bit harder, not worried so much about, you know, not having electricity. And, and it would have been life-changing. Mm. Oh, Frank, world she felt changing. terrible. Can, I, can we change that to world-changing in the edit? Frank, she felt in terrible, the though. that this has been recorded. <laughs> the producer is here. I, I should say, and we're humiliating her. And it's like I think you're looking fashion. quite sexy in sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it suits her. That's your northern thing coming out. They love a bit of sackcloth up there. Hessian. <laughs> it's their thing. Well, when she it, said it something was... terrible has happened, I thought I'd been replaced by Rusty Lee. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, I'd have looked forward to that I hearty know. laugh every Saturday morning. <laughs> and maybe a little bit of uh, bang-bang chicken. <laughs> um, uh, that's not a euphemism for anyone who's... Uh, this minute, uh, it's a dish. It's a West Indian dish. She's a West Indian dish, I know that much. Supports Leicester City. Not many people know that, Rusty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> There she is, just passing a window. <laughs> and, uh, in a, oh, no, it's Trevor Francis. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's gone forever. The but, you know, it yeah. doesn't do to dwell on these things, does it? The only no. podcast without me. Yeah. That's a yeah. shame. That doesn't exist I wondered anymore. if you didn't have a hand in it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rossi Lee's coming again. <laughs> yeah. So it sounded a bit more feminine than usual. I'm going to play a fall track, you know, before we get Tom in. And, um... This always differs, you know, from day to day you feel differently, but I think this is genuinely up there as um, my favourite fall track ever. This is um, the Jawbone and the Air Rifle. Oh, that's absolutely magnificent. That was the fall, Jawbone and the Air Rifle. Tom Rigglesworth has joined us in the studio in Edinburgh. Hello, Tom. Yeah. Hello, Tom. <laughs> oh, it's great seeing you all close up, because last night we were right in the back row was at your... It? Well, it, yeah, was, we it was crammed. There wasn't room to swing it a cat. It was so packed there. One Edinburgh uh, woman tried to swing a cat. Right, <laughs> there's always one, isn't there? There's yeah, exactly. Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I spent... Um, I'll tell you what I spent... This is a strange way to start the interview, but yeah. the way the lighting was, okay. from a distance, it looked like you had two hairstyles. You had your look. Tom, I should say, in case you don't know, Tom, it's got very long hair. It's magnificent. It's really like Woodstock poster hair. <laughs> but it's almost the way it was. It looks like you've also got short hair. Did you really? Yeah. So f from yeah. I can't see it now. Yeah, you I see, because, that, Frank. But, so I could see. I could see you both if as you are and yeah. as you could be with with the hair. Well, as I was. Yeah. It was like a magic eye kind of. Uh, um, why effect. was that? I think it was something to do with the lighting. I, I saw don't know. A bit backlit, so you could see his silhouette. Through yeah, the hair I think as maybe well that was right. Oh. Is it worth me mentioning? I <laughs> think. I honestly <laughs> think it's something that, you, that, that yeah, you could, and, and no one's going to nick that material because it'll take them at least a year and a half to, yeah, to exactly. grow that no crop. One's get to that effort. Or they? they could use wigs. They could use wigs. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Pascali will be, up, he'll be <laughs> straight on to his wig maker. <laughs> Oh, I saw his good lord! <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? It's you! Who is this? 
Something wrong. Anyway, <laughs> I'm lighting designer. He'd need one of them as well. So you get <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably get yours. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything second hand you'll go for. <laughs> so, um, so Tom, can you explain for those of you who, who have no idea what yeah. the show's about? Because it's quite complicated. It's brilliant, though. I really. But like can it. you explain well, it sort of um, in a in a nutshell? Yeah, no, I can't really. I can oh, well, there you go. What we're going to talk about? I can, I, can, uh, I can prod the nut around the table with a blunt knife. Oh, well, I um, thought. <laughs> is this some sort of game they play in like, Sheffield? There's a knife involved. <laughs> you played brick and stick when you were growing up. That's true, but Sheffield, everything's got a knife. It's got a knife. I once got stabbed in Sheffield, and I thought, well, at least I'm helping local industry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? No. Oh, good. Uh, I'd hate that to happen <laughs> in my uh, hometown. Um, <laughs> it, uh, well, I got married. Um, Christmas time, uh, I ran away with the girlfriend um, and got married. And it's a story about that, really. Oh, oh and, and, and I met someone before. Most of it's true. What people don't believe is most of that story is true. I know it's a bit far really? Yeah, and I actually took bits out because when I was previewing it, I'd say at the end, I was saying, uh, that's kind of it. Uh, is there any bits that you found totally unbelievable? Oh, you debriefed. You had a debriefing yeah, yeah, from the uh, audience. Yeah, Very yeah, courageous. Q&A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it often left in absolute farce, really. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I did it, uh, and a lot of people would flag up uh, moments, twists, reveals, uh, ideas, threads that were true, and they would class them as utterly unbelievable, and I had to drop them. That Th- is things were things were true and, and couldn't and couldn't be. It's really weird because your it. style, Tom, is to um, is to tell things that happened from your life, um, yeah. which I know every comic does that, but you. Um, you really take them on in, in an ep- You're like an epic. You're like the sort of Homer of the yeah. modern... I don't mean the <laughs> Homer Simpson. <laughs> no. But you know what I mean? I, I, if something funny happens to me, I might do, like, five minutes of material about it. It would be a, me getting a lot of work. But you will build a whole show on an incident. It's very kind of... Um, very courageous thing to take on. Well, I think that's what. If, if this, this show is one thing, it's probably a little bit too ambitious. Like that. Oh no! Uh, Tom, no don't I, I, say I'm sorry. That. I'm talking about comics. Always do that. I know. Yeah, 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 show that was great. Oh, the so comics cool. come in on Saturday morning saying, no, "I'm sorry." It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll stop. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yes. That's fair enough. Um, but your last show, yeah, which um, was all set on a train. Yeah, that was one story. Yeah, and it was. Um, I, I actually I didn't see the live show, but I, I heard it on Radio Four. Oh, I was in my car, and I listened to it on Radio Four. You yeah. telling the story, and it was really joyous. You know, you hear some stuff, and uh, when somebody gives you a story, and it really it's like rich and embroidered and got everything. It was great. It was a real joyous experience hearing that. Well, time. Very yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me it wasn't true. <laughs> it was the. Uh, I think the radio one was. Was more true because the yeah, <laughs> oh, he's getting into more oh, true now. What, uh, you know, we had to tweak a few things for the. We had to shorten it by half for a start. Yeah, that was the wor- That was the hardest thing about doing it. Was I had to remember to forget bits. And uh, Tom Rigglesworth is our guest today. And Tom, I don't know if you noticed, Tom, you were crackling. In the no, last I believe so, yeah. yeah so we've moved a... it now. It's quite exciting because Tom's got his, Tom's a guest, so he still gets his own mic. I know. But Gareth <laughs> and Emily are sharing a mic like the Beatles. You know when, when like uh. say if John Lennon was doing lead vocals. Yeah. Um, and then and then you'd look round and there'd be John and and there'd be Paul and George yeah. on one. Twisted, yeah. 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 I hope they were doing uh, witty quips in harmony. 
Yeah. We're like, shush, I'm talking. <laughs> I think we're more like Waldorf and Statler and the Muppets. You know, those old men that used to yeah. sit on the balcony. That was brilliant. That was yeah. <laughs> Did they share mics? I don't know. But their heads I were together. I think they I think I read that in the tabloid one. And the great thing, of course, Tom, (laughs) is that you look like the Beatles both from 1964 and from 1970 at the same time. It's a dual haircut look. (laughs) You are like the the, the history of the Beatles, which I love. It was my uh, girlfriend's wife that told me to, uh, to grow my hair. Mm. This is the longest it's ever been in its life. Well, it, it, life. it looks awesome. Well, you know, I don't even think I'm criticising it. I like it. I'm saying you're a man who's got the best of both worlds. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. It's an extraordinary uh, feeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, can I, I mentioned your uh, your last Edinburgh show there. And, and yeah. We were talking earlier about we did a, a podcast which we thought was going to change the world. Oh, but, uh, it hadn't been recorded in the end and it's lost forever. But oh. your your last Edinburgh show did change the world. Well, yeah, it did. yes, it did. Yes, it did. It did in a. In a, in a can yeah. you explain? I can. Um, well, uh, now, if you're honest, <laughs> it's such a minute change. Well, I you say that, but to me, it's it's what movement forward is all about. Yeah, I suppose so. You can't, you know, small acorns and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah you don't get ripped I up. I ask you not to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell people something in confidence, aren't yeah. I read, I couldn't sleep last night because I watched that documentary about those women that ran into the motor- motorway. Um, oh, I didn't see Did you that. see it? Yeah. it, it it's, it's we were watching w- Girls of the Playboy Mansion. What Stick with that. It, it, these two <laughs> mad Swedish ladies ran into the motorway and then there's a documentary about it that's harrowing and I couldn't mm. say it was giving me nightmares uh. so I was reading other news and a bloke had a pea plant growing in his lung a pea oh. plant yeah a pea plant growing in his lung oh dear uh, that was, and you, so you read that so it'd be no, less so, fretful. Some sort of lullaby. See, <laughs> as soon as you've said that now, I can feel it tickling. It was, yeah. I've not in a membrane. I've not, <laughs> I've just been up worrying about these So we must have inhaled a, a, a yeah, pea yeah, seed. One. It went down the wrong way. Oh. Well, a pea seed is a pea. Oh, is it? Yeah. I suppose it is. Yeah, I hadn't thought Never of that. Never mind this pea plant. I want to know what, well, how your show changed the world. Um, well, from that small pea... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you don't get if you get on the train, um, and you, you know if you get an advance ticket and it's slightly for the wrong time and stuff, oh, yeah. and they, they they absolutely nail you to the wall and they make you pay for a full price, peak time single ticket, the ticket that you would never ever buy, mm. the one that's astronomically priced, and it's only one way. You can't even buy a return when you're on board. Um, now you can get an off-peak one on the train at least. That's it, and that's that, because that, of Tom's show. That that's because hey. of uh, my. Uh, because my I should I should say that Tom did, told a, a a long and very very funny story about uh, an old lady who was in this self same position. Mm. Self same is the right phrase. I've there I've done it. It's 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 immortalised, and um, and you leapt to her aid. I think it's fair to say. Well, staggered really. I was really hungover. Um, okay. I sort of, yeah. Did you get arrested? Yeah. it was all mighty fun it was um it's great being arrested when you're sticking up for an old lady yeah yeah yeah, it is your heart well that's what that when 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 i there was a point which i didn't bring up in the show there's two points actually that are worth mentioning one is sadly one of the my main motivations for doing it wasn't so much to help the old woman but was to annoy the train guard Mm. That and I never really revealed that fact because obviously it paints me in a not too. Uh, mm. Oh, I don't uh, know. I but it, it was that was actually like I was felt sorry for the old woman, but the train guard had annoyed me so much that I thought I can't stand for this. I'm going to do something that'll annoy him. 
and that's so I did. I had a whip round and collected money for her. But when he threatened me with arrest, I actually said to him, "I said, look, mate, it's it's midday. I've got to be at the comedy store, Leicester Square, at eight o'clock. I was going to go home for a nap and then have a swim, but I've, we can factor in an arrest. Let, no. Let's do it. And I, I said, <laughs> let, let, let's actually let, let's get the arrest on the go because this <laughs> this day can only get more weird. I'm not going to get charged, am I? They're not going to keep me in." Um, well, you, you knew that you'd have public opinion on yeah, your side. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Common sense. Any, any, exactly. Yeah. So you actually went round the train and did, bag, a, yeah, did a whip yeah. round to to get the money for this old lady's ticket. Yeah, I got a pound off her. Pound <laughs> off everyone. It's beautiful. <laughs> I just I, when I heard it, honestly, it, I, I, it's really funny. But there is also something incredibly uplifting about the whole thing. Yeah, I think because everyone's been done over by him, haven't they? And I don't, think, I don't think it lessens the story that um, that you part of your motivation was to wind him up. I think I see you're with um, T. S. Eliot's Becky. Or the Last Temptation <laughs> is the greatest treason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. But um, I think you can let yourself off the off the hook about this. In case you wonder what was going on there as the record ended, uh, Emily was I, showing Tom my vibrating mascara. Yes. Which she's actually got a, a mascara brush that mm. vibrates, a bit like an electric toothbrush. I yeah. think it'll be yeah. a tiny one. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It follows exactly the same principle. You're trying to hold it there. I thought the maybe it would make a noise. <laughs> I thought oh, it might make a for noise. Goodness sake, are you out of your mind? <laughs> now, uh, Tom, uh, there'll be people coming to Edinburgh every day, as there always yeah. are. So if they want to come and see your show, what's it called? Where is it? What time? It, I know this, but it's rhetorical. It is, I understand that. It's uh, it's called Tom Rigglesworth's Nightmare Dream Wedding. Yeah. Uh, charting my recent nuptials. Uh, and it's on at the Pleasant Courtyard. Pleasant's... Yeah. Pleasant, isn't it? I like the other it's a Pleasant Courtyard, though. It's like, I, I, see, I see a bear with flowers. A bear. Yeah. Maybe it's, a bear. Uh, it's, uh, yes, it's pleasant at about 2pm. Yes. Um, uh, but I'm on at 6.20. That's the... Uh, that's mm. the OK, there you go. 6.20, Pleasant Courtyard, it? Tom Rigglesworth. That's very sweet of you, and um, and also you've got a radio. We, we don't normally mention rival. I don't really see radio for as a rival station, do no. you? No. no. I mean, who's going to think? Oh, I don't know which to listen to. It's absolute <laughs> co- toss of a coin. Absolute yeah. radio for. There's not. You know, yeah. you don't get swathes of listeners uh, jumping ship to one or the other. We do don't you? get swathes of listeners. I'll be straight. I wish you had. I wish you had. Is that the collective noun for what? Um, swathes. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Just Do you know what the collective noun for rhinoceri is? No. No? A crash of rhinoceri. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. My favourite's owl. You know owl, don't you? A screech, is it? No. No. Parliament. A parliament <gasps> owl. Oh, I that love great? it. Isn't that Geoffrey Archer novel? Surely. Sounds Probably like will it. be now. <laughs> crows. And Joe Pasquale will also cover it. A murder of crows. Yeah. A what? A murder of crows. Oh, That's yeah. My anyway, we, I didn't, we didn't bring you here for collective <laughs> nouns. But they are good, though, It's got very cool, my bluff. I'm told that um, you once got an entire front row of your gig thrown out by bouncers. Uh, did you? Uh, that's that 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 that's that's happened more than one. Well, yeah, yeah. Is that more than one? <laughs> well, not more than one. Right? What kind of a show is row. this? Not the whole front row. I, I don't, I'm 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 naturally attract uh, audience um, comment mm. uh, often when I walk on at rowdy gigs. But I wouldn't have thought you 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 raised their eye. You seem a very lovable uh, performer. Yeah, no, but, but but they start shouting, so I start shouting back. This argument develops, uh, and then uh, I, don't, I don't, I'm just very good at, 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 at sometimes causing utter mayhem at gigs and uh-huh. completely 
Have it, yeah. I've, I've, it, 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 I think the one you're talking about was in Manchester. Yeah, that's... I got the whole front row kicked out and the entire balcony <laughs> on a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone power crazy. I never thought it of you it was, But it was like, it, like leading a riot. I mean, the gig was... Well, no, it, it was it was undoing a riot, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> on picking one. <laughs> It was great. Great sense of power, though. It well, was, actually. It was really good. But they, they shouldn't have been there. They were talking, you know. No, you don't know in the front no, row. No, But it did distance you from the audience, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. By created, a row. Created a moat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not, not say that? I'll say about that. It's too soon, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the Radio 4 show, what's it about? Uh, it will be um, similar to the Richard Branson one, like David and Goliath stories. Uh, I'm going to say the Richard Branson one is the one about the old lady in the yeah, train. That, oh, Richard yeah. Branson hasn't recently had a, a series of stories on radio. <laughs> no, no. I imagine they'd all be about snorting things off, off working. Uh, well, I'm guessing, but I'm, I imagine Richard he's lived, Branson. Well, I just think he's had the rock and roll lifestyle, hasn't Has he? Big time. Has he? Yeah. Oh no, I don't think so. Balloons. Oh, he does my... balloons. That's what he does. Yeah. Balloons. Balloons. Yeah. I'm thinking of Jagger. Balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm completely wrong. Well, Richard, if you're listening, I'm con- <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect to you. If you're listening in a balloon, you're doing well to pick me up. <laughs> I'll be straight with you. Well, look, Tom, um, it, it's been fab talking to you. Thanks I do go me. and see Tom's show at the Pleasance at 6.20, and it's his nightmare dream... Wedding. Right, there you go. And um, he's lovely. He's one of those people who you meet on a Saturday morning on the show and think, you know, there's some really good people about. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, cheers, Tom. I meant that. That, that was I actually agree. sincere. I agree, totally. Yeah, okay. Speaking of you, somebody, we've, <laughs> we've uh, we, we got onto this thing that men, I'm not sure I, I'm, I'm not sure I, th- I think it's just men, but Emily's saying it's just men, I think, that they... It's totally, it's totally just men. Often they don't have the courage to end the relationship, so they just treat the, the, the woman so badly that um, in the end she has to. She has it. to do the dirty work. And we've had a few texts on this mm. subject. Right, so first, Matt from Guildford. Emily, you're not totally wrong, but you're not right. Men will only treat you like rubbish to get you to dump them if, when you're a psycho, and he feels you'd never let him go. Really, oh, Matt yeah. from Guildford. Really, you know what he is? What? He's no, one be of the... careful. This is a this is a listener. <laughs> He's one of those men you hear in the pub going, "She's mad, mate. She's mad, mate. They're, they're mad." Yeah, yeah, they're mad, mate. There's always mate afterwards. Okay. Sorry, Matt. I'm completely put off you. And I'm oh, Matt. Yeah. Uh, no, let's not turn on Matt. He's joined in. He's, okay. he's making a point. No. You can see there are some women that you could imagine being frightened to to, to dump in case, you know, they're man up then. The, the, the bonnie boiling element. <laughs> man up. Yeah. yeah. Man up and just dump them. That's what I say. Well, there you go for any guys who are on the, <laughs> on the knife edge, whether to do it or not. What else have we had, Gar? Um, from Christine again. She says, hi again. I My ex spent hours on Football Manager, even on our world tour. They went on some they sort of world, world tour. They went on a world tour? Yeah. Nice, they were in a band. Who's she going out with Bon Jovi? <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, that, see, that, so that's an interesting yeah. way of dumping mm. someone. So she says, if you were in Rio, what would you do, dancing or Football Manager? He chose for tea. Well, I know what Frank would do. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would, if I'd have been him, I'd have said to her, thank you for helping me on World Tour. Have you told? No, I would. I'm sorry, Christine, but there's plenty more fish in the sea, as I think um, yeah. we established earlier, didn't we, with your, um, your fish industry yeah, material. Mm. Although you've got to have strict quotas or the fishing gets out of control and there won't be any more fish in the sea. That's the. Yeah, so thought. don't go out with too many people, Christine. <laughs> Don't overfish. 
I'm fine. I've just, had an offer. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, let me just find. We've got a new text thing, so it's slightly difficult to find. It's Dan, okay. twenty-seven. We're halfway into. We're halfway into Ben Jones's show. But carry on, Gareth. <laughs> Frank, said, I'm getting married next week. I'm terrified. Should I run away and move to Morocco? Emily can come. Dan, twenty-seven, <gasps> Sheffield. I'm worried about him getting Dan married. Dan from Sheffield. That was. Hmm. Yeah. What, what if his girlfriend is listening today? Is she going? Or should I say his fiance? Yeah. How's I mean, she going to feel? Oh no! Do you think that's a genuine thing? I, I have to. I kind of, as a man who um, walked away from a show this week at the last minute. Yes, I can. I have a certain admiration for people who do on the, on the day of the wedding and that say to the mm. driver, "Oh, actually, can just keep going." I do just as well. Going. I like a walkout because how many people have actually got married thinking, "I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do it, but it's mm. just too embarrassing." To, to say no and they've just yeah. carried on I mean it's incredible but you sort of said no to the wedding and then still had to go on the honeymoon <laughs> that's the thing you still had to come to Edinburgh oh I see what you mean you I thought you was on about I thought you brought my marriage up yeah I did as well <laughs> that was, oh god that was an awkward moment I think for all of us <laughs> oh dear I thought I thought I thought Gareth's got his moral high horse <laughs> Oh, I've never been so. Well, I've never been. Never mention the wedding. No, look, um, I'm I'm going to do a, a plug now. This, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. On Wednesday morning, you'll be able to download not the weekend podcast. I mean, you never know. It's a bit like you know, will there be snow this Christmas? Um, have you place your bets now? But we're hope we're going to try and uh, we're going to do it. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how that happens. Um, next week. We're in Edinburgh again. Yeah, that's what it says on my notes. It says next week says? dot dot dot. Oh, as if did... I'm supposed to know. Well, maybe you're meant to. Maybe ellipses. Maybe it's a band called Ellipses. <laughs> I think uh, is no, that also a I mean? question mark? There might be a next week. There might not. <laughs> that's the other what thing. The holds for sure. uh, I don't know what that note. What does that note mean? Emma. That, that's telling you what the next song is. It's Joy Division, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Oh, this one, sorry. Yes, oh, next, next week. week. Stop uh... paying attention. No wonder it wasn't recorded. <laughs> all right, it's not all about you, Emma. <laughs> It means You're supposed to wear headphones, not earplugs. It means to talk about what's on next week. Talk about what's on next week. You're back in Edinburgh next week. Okay, we're back in Edinburgh <laughs> next week. Um, and who knows what'll happen next week. I mean, yeah. if the good Lord spare us, we will be in Edinburgh next week. Ben I might Jones be with is on. Dan in Morocco, I'm well, just saying. Oh, that's, that's an interesting... Mm. What, wearing a fez? I'm imagining <laughs> you'll be wearing nothing but a fez. <laughs> a sort of making breakfast. Nothing but a fez, that's what it'll be. Oh! oh. With him playing the Sheik of Arab <laughs> on a glockenspiel. <laughs> down, 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 down. Oh, anyway, look, it's been um, lovely, lovely um, talking to you all. And um, that that's that's about it. Isn't it? I think I I forgot how to end the show. Um, poor old Ben, he's sitting in London, going, "Come on, get on with it." He's he's so angry that his baseball cap is slightly raising above his head with rage. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. Um, so that's it. Thank you very much, and uh, <laughs> good day to you.